Hey guys, my name is Lisa Chandler and I am so freaking pumped that you are here today. I am a wedding photographer in Northwest Arkansas and I photograph families and seniors and product photographs and stock photographs and I just freaking love photography. If it is like colorful and bright and cheerful, I am there. I love it. I love color. I love texture. I love having fun creating photographs. And today we are going to be talking about more wedding photography planning and that is selecting the right wedding vendors. So this one's a fun one. Buckle up, grab your coffee, have a great time. We're going to talk about this. As always, I am doing this as a wedding photographer in Northwest Arkansas who has more than a decade of shooting experience. I have been on a bit of a shooting break and next year I'm taking weddings again. So I really want to have, and I've been taking some, but like I'm taking more weddings next year. And um, I've been shooting like five to 10 a year. So lower key than before. And I stopped blogging them. So again, <laughs> this series was born and then it evolved into this limited series podcast that would help brides basically anywhere planning their wedding with wedding photography in mind because I know wedding photography is so important to so many brides and it should not be a stressful thing. It should be a freaking fun and fantastic thing. I love wedding photography. I love photographs. I love photographs. I love to say that I take photographs so happy your grandkids will frame them. That's my goal. That's my joy. That's me as a wedding photographer. Every wedding photographer is different. So of course, find the wedding photographer that's right for you. But today we're going to talk about exactly that, selecting the right wedding vendors. Right. One more thought before we get started. Keep in the mind that because I'm a wedding photographer, my thoughts on this are probably a little skewed, but that's okay because this series is a wedding photography planning guide. And at the end of the day, we heard we are here to talk wedding photography, specifically wedding photography in Northwest Arkansas or anywhere because I shoot everywhere. Well, in the US, I don't really travel out of the US for weddings. Okay, so <laughs> let's go. I'm so excited to talk about finding the right wedding vendors for you. Before we get going, we're going to do like the big question, all right? Frequently qu asked questions about vendors. Why do weddings cost so much? <laughs> I thought we'd start out strong. <laughs> Something I see pop up a lot in forums repetitively over the years, I can't help but peek at the wedding community on Reddit sometimes or basically anywhere, is that the cost of weddings is so high. And it absolutely is. Generally, though, this isn't because wedding... wedding I can talk. Wedding vendors are trying to scam you. It's because weddings are a once in a lifetime event. And because weddings typically take place on weekends, there's only a finite amount of weddings each wedding vendor can take. There's more to it too, but it's a bit of a perfect whirlwind. As a wedding photographer, and I'm just like, as a wedding photographer, I'm just tackling it from that perspective. Established photographers are going to cost more because they create consistent work and know the ins and outs of a wedding day. For my first wedding, I was paid $200 hundred dollars and it was a full day affair. By my fifth or sixth wedding, I was paid around a thousand dollars for a full day of wedding photography and engagement session included. And my work, it was not great. Like it was fine. I did what I was able to do and I shot my photographer hard out. But at the same time, I wasn't yet capable of the kind of work I'm able to create now. They are night and day differences. I also wasn't as familiar with wedding days and timelines as I am now. Some of these couples are some of my favorite couples ever. The, one that I, the ones I photographed very early on in my career. One of them even convinced me I was meant to be a wedding photographer, which is so freaking sweet. <laughs> but by hiring a new photographer, they got a deal 
and they took a risk. Does that make sense? So if you're going for a budget photographer, you are going to be taking a risk. And that's okay because you're making that sacrifice when you go with the budget photographer. But you need to be aware of who you are hiring when you hire them. So you do not need to hire someone who is charging $800 for a wedding day and expect work that somebody is going to make when they charge $8,000 on a wedding day. Those are apples to oranges things. They are not the same thing. And that is something as a bride planning your wedding or groom planning planning your wedding, that is something you need to keep in mind that, of course, like we all have dream photographers, dream um, vendors, and sometimes that's out of our budget. And so you still want to find someone you will be happy with and know that if you are booking someone who is very inexpensive, then there is an element that they may not know as much as they are doing as somebody who is an established photographer. And if that's worth it to you, then I say go for it. I am not someone here who ever photo shames, whoever like gets on about what you should do as a couple because every couple is different and everyone's wedding priorities are different. And we're going to talk about this more and more throughout this podcast because I really love wedding photography so much. And that's what this is about is having the best wedding photographs you can because it's fun and exciting, but you don't hire someone who doesn't have the work you like. That's a big thing for me. I'll see people be like, um, I don't like my wedding photos, but then the work looks like the person that they hired. And so they hired that person. I don't mean that to be like insensitive, but you need to have realistic expectations no matter how much that wedding costs. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm going to break that down a little bit more. I worked my photographer hard out to carve out my style. Photography styles do not happen overnight, and this is not just about the final photographs. It's down to the way your photographer or planner, cake artist, DJ, etc. will interact with you. Most wedding vendors who charge substantial amounts have already seen a lot happen in their wedding careers. When I started, I did wedding fairs, I did wedding giveaways, and shot three weddings totally for free. I worked with a popular coupon website and made literal pennies for my work. At this time, this was necessary. I was new to Northwest Arkansas and didn't have connections or a unique or consistent photography style. Instead, I was one person in a sea of aspiring photographers. And there was no Instagram. Like, I gave photo shoots away on Craigslist in order to learn how to interact with clients. I'm a total introvert. I know, it doesn't sound like it. (laughs) And have content for my website. It didn't really matter what I was shooting. I was just happy to have something to shoot. Every career comes with a learning curve. For weddings, my story is not new. Oh, I can talk. I've said that like four times this episode. I'm going strong. For weddings, my story is not unique. It takes time to carve out an artistic style for photographers, makeup artists, florists, etc. And when you're planning a wedding, there can absolutely be sticker shock, like valid sticker shock. I understand. Know, though, that vendors are running businesses. Their final invoice number is not what they are bringing home. They're not trying to scam you. They're just trying to run profitable businesses. And of course, there's nuance to everything. But in general, that is what's going on. A little bit more on this. Every photographer and wedding vendor is their own person with their own priorities. It's totally possible to find a rad wedding photographer at a steep discount. Maybe they just have a discount that week. It's also possible to find a bad wedding photographer at a high price point. Price is a factor in selecting vendors, and while I recommend splurging on a few of your favorite things, know that you do not have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to have your dream wedding. It might feel like that when you start seeing numbers, but wedding vendors are just honestly, mostly on as people trying to make an honest and artistic living. I think that's beautiful. And I love that wedding, the wedding industry can help people have these awesome careers where like, 
you know, like, I mean, people who make amazing cakes, like they can make a career built, like creating amazing cakes for people that brings them joy and their clients joy. I freaking love that. It's amazing. So keep that in mind. People are not out there trying to like gouge you. They're trying to just make a, a decent living. That's it. Okay. How can I tell a wedding vendor is right for me? So many ways. <laughs> the most obvious, of course, is to ask yourself, do I like their work? If the answer is yes, her freaking way. Start researching about them. If the answer is no, you should probably start the search for someone else. If you don't like a vendor's work and it's not important to you, but it's super important to someone you love, I still recommend finding a vendor that you can compromise on. What I mean is this, sticking with wedding photography. If your mom adores a certain photographer or photography style, but you don't like it and the photos aren't your top priority, it is not a good idea to just roll with whatever your mom wants. Instead, make a list of things you and your mom like and use that new list to find a photographer that you'll like and your mom will like too. If photos are a top priority, I'd say pick 100% what you and your partner want. But if it's not a top priority and it's a top priority to someone very involved in your wedding, that's where there's a bit of wiggle room. So first step, do you like their work? After establishing whether or not their work is your vibe, the sky is really the limit. Check out their socials. Send them an email. Is communication easy? Do they make you laugh? (laughs) Or do you eye roll a little at their communication style? While sometimes you won't find someone who 100% checks all of your boxes, little vibes like this can definitely help you connect with a vendor. There's so much going on it. You want people that you can connect with and have like just a good vibe with. So leading to that, should I like my vendors personally? Yes, but also it varies. In the 2010s era of the wedding world, there was a huge push for brides to feel like best friends with their vendors. This has simmered down a little bit, but honestly, there's some truth in this approach. You definitely want to get along with your vendors, like you absolutely want to. But no, you don't need to come away from your wedding with a lifelong best friend. Sometimes you do. I absolutely have close friends that started out as brides and have had a ton of post-wedding coffee hangs with my brides because I just genuinely like my brides as people. Like I have fantastic brides. This isn't necessarily necessary to hire a vendor though. You should be able to converse with them easily and you should love their work. Doesn't matter if it's flowers, photos, or cakes. Like if you like them, like I don't think you should have people like hire people for your wedding that you don't like, like, like if there's like a vibe is off for you, like you guys aren't really connecting. Like I would go with a different vendor. It's just really like the best way to do that to make sure you have like, cause if you, if like you love their work, but the vibe is off, something that can be like that, that can be kind of stressful if you're going into a wedding day. And as a wedding photographer, I want my couples to be so relaxed and so excited about all aspects of their wedding, not just about wedding photography, but about all of that. I want them to have the best experience possible. And because of that, I think it's really important that people will just like go with the vendors that they connect with. Best friends, no, you don't have to be best friends, but connecting is fantastic. One more thought about this. Something I love about shooting in Fayetteville is that I see my brides literally all the time. (laughs) Like I run into them all the time. And if you end up having kids around the same age, you might end up seeing them like for real all the time. I see past brides at dance recitals, at gymnastics, at school, at preschool, at the library, at the farmer's markets, at festivals, and just like at Walmart down the road because we live close to each other. Um, While you may not run into the same person all the time, it's definitely possible that you'll run into your vendors post-wedding. It's so fun. I love seeing my couples out in the wild. Like it's my favorite thing. And I love just like chatting with them and seeing them 
in random places and being like, oh, hey, like, what's up? And like hearing about their lives. Like, I love that. And I have absolutely become extremely close friends with some of my brides. And sometimes I'll reconnect with a bride like four or five years after her wedding, even more, and become really, really close after that. So like, yes, like I absolutely love like, I think it's so important to have vendors that you like personally, but I don't think that, like, it's healthy to be, like, I'm gonna, like, go and, like, like as a photographer, I'll flip that a little bit. I don't think it's healthy to be, like, I'm gonna be best friends with all my brides. I don't think that's something you can sustain long-term, and I just think you should feel like you are best friends on the wedding day. That's what I think it should feel like, which is so freaking awesome. 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 I can talk. Again, I say that, like, literally at least one episode, um, once an episode. Okay. What if their Instagram or Facebook, TikTok, etc. isn't active? So a few years ago, I'd say this was really important, but with TikTok, I think things changed a lot. So when Facebook was really popular, most businesses had active Facebook profiles and that was like the place to be. Same with Instagram. Adding TikTok really shook things up though. <laughs> it's important to remember that many wedding vendors are basically just freelancers or contract workers. While some vendors may be different, specifically large florist shops or bakeries, things like that. Many of your wedding vendors are just one woman or men shows. So for a photographer, it's almost impossible to keep up a busy shooting schedule, timely gallery deliver timely gallery deliveries and three different social media channels like that's a lot like people like like big companies they have social media hires like a photographer sharing their stuff most likely is the one posting behind the screen it's very rare that they're going to have a social media um assistant which they might at some point but like not everyone is going to have that for some perspective i have two tiktoks photography and opal and june three Facebook pages, photography, Opal and June rentals, and Opal and June shop, and four Instagram accounts, photography, Opal and June rentals, Opal and June shop, and your photographer mom. Back in the day, my Facebook was popping. And for a long time, my Instagrams were too. I loved running my Opal and June Instagram because I had a method for it. And I loved connecting with clients, friends, and photographers on my main Instagram account. I still love doing that. But since the pandemic, my posting has totally tanked. I'd rather be here on my blog or on my podcast and or out and about town instead, rather than posting online. And aside from that, because I diversified my business really hard in 2023, I cannot keep up with all the social medias. So mine are pretty quiet. So what I mean by this is like, so um, a little background, I don't think we've talked about this much in this podcast, but I am obviously a wedding photographer. I've been shooting since 2011 professionally. I love shooting. Photography is my heart. I love photography. It is my favorite thing. But in 2023, um, in 2018, I added dress rentals to my business which was really, really fun. Just like a side thing. It's basically like I run out my expanded client closet is basically the gist of it. And then what I do in 2023, I added on an element, the dogs in the neighborhood are going crazy. So I'm so sorry if you hear a ton of barking. It's like 10 dogs, I swear. Okay. <laughs> so in 2023, I added on a whole section of my business that is like started on Etsy. And so basically it's like, merch for like photographers, but also for like book lovers and things like that. So like funny shirts, like animal flower collage shirts, things like that, just like fun and cute merch, basically. Lots of books, like a, lots of history, photography, and flower animals, like very silly, um, over the top, 
ridiculous stuff. I love it. It's so fun. But because, and I also have a mock-up shop on Etsy. So I have two Etsy shops that are great and fantastic and I love them. Um, and because of that, I have the potential to have a lot of Instagram account, accounts. And I own the photography account, the Opal and June rentals, the Opal and June shop, and Photographer Mom. But I am not able to post on all of those. So the best of what I do is basically hold those Instagram accounts. And when I have time to post, I will post on my main account and do like a in collaboration post. And so that's a lot. And like, it's a lot to manage. But I've been shooting this whole time, not as heavily. I just haven't been sharing much. Like I have not done, I think I did like two actual session blog posts this whole year. And I don't think I've shared a wedding on my blog, like a full wedding in like three years. I need to do that. Um, I think I had one in the middle of there. Um, but like I need to do that. It's really important to me that I share those things, but I just haven't had the time because in 2023, I was building Etsy shops to go along with my business. And so that the social media stuff just tanked. It tanked for me and my kids are bigger and it's a lot. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back to the posting that I used to do, which was basically like posting a static story every day or static post every day and sharing a couple of stories. And that was really fun for the time, but I just don't know if I'll ever do that again. That doesn't mean I'm not shooting though. It means I'm not choosing to be active on social media right now. So again, mine are pretty quiet. That said, if there's no social media accounts anywhere, that could potentially be a red flag. For reference, I have no intention of ever posting much on the Your Photographer Mom Instagram account, except for the collaborations. Like I don't ever plan on posting it ever, except for to tag it. Because it's I that's the name of my podcast, my main podcast, and I want that to be my, I want to have that on the platform. So I want that, but because it's the name of the podcast, it's important that I own the name on Instagram almost like a placeholder. If your vendor isn't showing up anywhere though, that might be something to look into. So like, I like to get my names on social media. <laughs> and my I'm a little bit unique in that I am a photographer, but I have these other things going on. Part of that is because I'm an older photographer. I'm 37. Um, I've been doing this for, not older, older, but like I've been doing this for a long time, over a decade. And so at this point, I've expanded into other things as well because I want to diversify because I have three kids and kids would be expensive <laughs> and wonderful. <laughs> um, and I've just tried different things to diversify and really have fun with that. But that's why you won't see me as like hopping on social media as I would have been when I was 25 or 26 years old. So that's the thing that is really to keep in mind is yes, those things are important, but no, they don't mean everything. Like you want to see activity. You want to be able to see stuff and like see that they exist. Like if you can't find any social media anywhere, I would say that's a web... Oh. A red flag, but otherwise I wouldn't really worry about it. Like even if it's been like months since their last post, if they write you back, then they're obviously still booking and you love that work, then they're obviously still working. Okay. So speaking of what if they don't write me back? First, it's always possible for someone to miss something. Sometimes contact forms glitch, sometimes emails go to spam, or vendors are in the middle of a particularly busy season or even vacation. Because of this, I always recommend reaching out if a message goes unanswered. If multiple contacts go unanswered though, I'd say no news is your news. It's time to start looking for someone else. That vendor just isn't the right one. One tiny thought on this. If a vendor doesn't write you back, don't assume it's personal. I very, very rarely look up the names of my inquiries before I receive a contract. If I do, which is maybe once or twice a year, it's because the name rings a bell or because the email sounds a little off, which, hey, we can all send a little off an email sometime and it's no big deal. Like really, I, I don't like putting faces to 
emails until I know that they're booking because then once you see faces you start getting emotionally attached to the inquiries and like thinking about like their wedding day that sounds kind of creepy <laughs> like you're like oh that would be really fun they're an adorable couple and so I don't look couples up until they are like booking or until I'm about to have a meeting with them and I need to know what they look like so that's the thing that is like so great for me personally I like for stages and a lot of wedding photographers are like that too I can't look up and also like with like inquiry volume, you can't look up every single person that inquires with you. You just do the emails, which is great. So if someone doesn't write you back, it's not because they're like, oh, I didn't like them. Don't think that. Don't think that. It is not personal. Sometimes emails just get missed and some photographers are really bad at email. <laughs> Sometimes I'm bad at email. <laughs> so, and I'm always bad at DMs, always. I'm horrible at DMs. So how should I correspond with my vendors? Email. Unless you're doing a consultation or full meeting, most wedding vendors prefer email. It's not that I never text my clients. I definitely do. But I love having everything in one spot for a more streamlined experience for everyone. Between my photography business, Opal and June, and my two Etsy shops, I sometimes wake up with a ton of emails and messages. It's easier for me to sit down with a cup of coffee and knock them all out with my full attention. Once I start adding text or Instagram DMs into the mix, though, things can go a little haywire for me because I'll get distracted or start replying to my personal stuff. My kids' friends' moms are not emailing me about playdates. They're texting me instead. For me, it's best to keep everything separate. So if I'm like going to like text someone that's usually personal or um, it's very seldom for work. So with that, or it's like something that's happening that day, you know what I mean? And that really is helpful for me because the texting is more personal and the email is more business. And that's why I think I'm really bad at DMs because it can get just messy in there. Also, I get it. Not everyone loves email. Because of this, I absolutely recommend setting up a unique email for you and your partner for all things wedding planning. Keeping things streamlined is a great way to help with wedding stress. It's easy to miss an email from a vendor when it's between coupons for Old Navy and your extended family newsletter. It's easier to spot them when they're organized in one place and you can just open that email. It's so fantastic. So, Next question. Question. Should my vendors talk to each other before my wedding? This really depends, but the answer is almost always no. While I love getting emails from wedding planners and will occasionally meet with planners to go over wedding timelines, it's not necessary for most wedding vendors to interact with each other before the wedding day. Like if you have a wedding photographer and a wedding videographer, that is fantastic. They might know each other already, but if they don't, they're most likely used to working with other vendors and interacting on the wedding day will be no big at all. Most vendors will approach the wedding day with a team mindset. They're there to create an awesome experience for you. And the only reason I really even bring this up, I've seen it recommended on wedding blogs before. I've definitely participated in and loved a ton of vendor meetings in my wedding photography career. That said, they are definitely the exception to the rule and usually take place when a wedding has a super unique timeline, a wedding venue is brand new, or a planner is new to working in the area and just wants to run an overall touch base. Your wedding vendors are used to weddings. You do not need to babysit them. <laughs> like they've got it. They know what this is. <sighs> okay. I think that's basically everything. I hope this was so helpful for y'all. And I'm so excited to get this going. This is the fur. This is the last one that was pre-recorded, and the rest of these will be starting on Friday, December 8th. There'll be an episode every Friday, just boom, boom, boom. And uh it started as a 10-week thing, but I have 20 episodes outlined. So it's gonna be really freaking fun just about wedding photography, wedding timelines. I hope this was helpful for wedding photographers and brides.
kids and wedding vendors who are like new to the game and trying to like kind of learn the ins and outs of photography because it's such a, you know, can sometimes it can kind of dominate. <laughs> A little bit because you know people need photos during the day um i'm really excited about this most of these episodes have already been sketched out very far in advance and they're just gonna be really freaking fun and we're just gonna talk all about wedding photography it's such a freaking blast know that you can have like the most amazing wedding and we are just here in this podcast to chat not to overwhelm with all the possibilities of wedding photography but just so that like you can feel like you know what's going on and like you can just like like have fun with it. Weddings are freaking fun. It's a blast. No matter if you have like the smallest wedding. I love a good backyard wedding, a small backyard wedding. And whether you're having a huge wedding, all of them are so freaking fun. Just have a wedding day that feels good to you. Like just have fun with it. That's what it's about. And when you do that, your wedding photographs are going to be good because if you hire a photographer whose work you like and you're having fun, what's not to love? It's going to be fantastic. Okay. Bye guys.